0: Welcome to episode 8 of the My Cigar Pack podcast. For this one, we're going into the science, maybe, of the tasting note process and how it's a little bit more than just marketing jargon. So you're going to enjoy this one, that's for sure. Stay tuned. Welcome. Is it episode 8? Welcome to episode 8. Uh, or something. I haven't cut this. Guess guess what I'm cutting with this time around. Ah, oh, check this out. Check this out. It's Scandinavian puko.
1: Nice, of course. Cool. I'm gonna have a big struggle this time around. I think it's the first time that I have like such such a massive distance, or like between the angle of the camera and you know where your screen is at. Oh, so where I'm I am. Like, yeah. Uh, but Just I think pretend we're good. I'm the
0: camera. Yeah, pretend I'm the camera. And if no. I'm talking, look at me. Because pretend,
1: pretend, pretend! Your voice is coming from the camera. That's what I. That's what I have to do.
0: Well, I don't think that's too big of a deal.
1: It's not. It's, it's not at all.
0: Because if I'm talking, the people at home are, or the people in the car, are looking at me. Anyway, check this out. L- listen to this. But yeah, you know what?
1: Oh, Ooh, what's that? Yeah, that's, that's the Chris. Seat.
0: That's Chris. That's how. That's how well made it is. That's incredible.
1: That's good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you know, I was I was listening to, to the episodes for the first time on Spotify. Like actually listening to them one by one, audio. You know, audio is pretty good for the most part, um, based on our efforts. You know, to say the least, it's it's, uh, it's been pretty good. It's but then like it's there's improving fun, yeah, it's gonna be improving a lot more. I'm not used to this, but. The thing is, I forget a lot of times when I like do gestures and I'm like, Yeah, look at this. Then I forget that people that are listening on their car or whatever are not going to be able to see what I'm trying to point out. Like, there are people that I would know only because I did them, but I, you know, viewer like listeners would have no idea what I was talking about. Um,
0: have you seen some of the comments saying, Nice podcast, Alex?
1: yeah <laughs> yeah um dude you've done a really good job setting this up i'm'm I'm, I'm really proud to um to how we've uh how we've picked this up and um, you know momentum we got to keep it going
0: I ain't proud yet because it ain't what I wanted to be but I'm just glad that the ship's floating and we're definitely on course. It's it's too late to turn back now.
1: Listen, Max, I long. already told you five times: cigars and knives. It's just not going to happen. Hollywood's not going to buy in.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want Hollywood's money. Okay, actually, as a matter of fact, Hollywood has enough money to keep for themselves and get into scandals because that's what they're all about.
1: Listen, anyway. Um, my, yeah, my what neck, are we doing tonight? My question, my first question, which is the natural question on a cigar podcast, is what are you smoking? And that is directly linked to what really inspired today's topic. So go ahead. What are you smoking?
0: I am enjoying a Fernando Leon in uh, Founder's Choice, which is basically a, a Corona, but a little bit shorter. <laughs> Uh, and it's like a Lonsdale kind number. Of? No, it, it, it's a proprietary uh Vetola a la Aurora, It's actually the number four mold. That that's what they call it over there. Okay. So if you say number four, this is exactly what uh, what uh it's it's, it's, like like a, interchangeable. it's like a corona. It's a corona. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just half an inch shorter than than what I guess a standardized Corona should be. And guess what? There are There's no such thing as a standard Corona anyway. So it's a Corona. <laughs> so what are you enjoying?
1: Um, well, before I tell you what I'm enjoying, I'll ask you why. Why did you go for, for that Fernando León um, proprietary Matilda cigar?
0: Well, it's the first uh, La Aurora cigar I smoked since I left.
1: Really? So, didn't you smoke a load on our first podcast episode? I did not. What, what oh, did smoked, I smoke? No, you smoked old tiger. You smoked you smoked steer tiger on episode one. But I think you smoked. Are you sure you didn't smoke one of the. Nah, maybe. I showed one off. I showed one off, but that's. that's oh, you did, right. The vintage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the 06. No, the yeah. Oh, six, right.
0: And, and that's nothing against La Aurora. It's just that I've been trying out so much new stuff. Yeah. Uh, to get that, uh, oh, just try out new stuff. Because this was all I had, well, mostly what I had for a long time. So, uh, and, and it's a great cigar. It, it's, this is a pretty good cigar. But yeah, yeah. I just. Are you try drinking new now? stuff I'm not, not tonight. Because I've uh. got writing to do. I'm not done writing some of the stuff. Uh, Ooh, what's that? Show me.
1: It's show me, a, then show the people. It's a Woodford Reserve. Uh, it's a 90 proof, low proofer. But uh, today's Monday. Um, and you have to uh, front Mondays bravely. And uh, this is my, my brave way of affronting Monday.
0: And what are you smoking with it?
1: And I am smoking something that inspired today's topic um it's a lfd coronado coronado lancero coronado coronado lancero um i think i told you about this band not too long ago right remember the classic lancero. band that had kind of like a line shape super cool um episode five i think it was yeah episode could have been episode five or six yep yep um Love this cigar. It's really a classic. But this Lancero, reason why I'm smoking it is it's just one of the Lanceros that I picked up today um, at the office, and you know I looked at it and it just drew my attention. Like it didn't matter what my palate was telling me. Visually, I wanted to smoke a Lancero today. I um, I ended up smoking a Serie E on the way back home. Uh, I smoked. I smoked a short Fuente afterwards, and then I smoked an unbanded cigar. So I didn't get to the Lancero, but I've, I've been bugged. It's like a feeling that I haven't really smoked in the day because I haven't smoked what I wanted to smoke, and it's not necessarily this particular cigar because of because it's because of what it is, but more of like how visually appealing it was to me. You know, um, I do say this because one of the things that we're going to discuss today is um, basically how the palate gets saturated, how you get saturated from smoking certain cigars, both, you know, physically in your palate and mentally by looking at it. And I'm not talking about mental health here. And I'm not talking about, you know, these these things um, disturbing your mind. I'm talking about, you know, no matter how good a cigar is, sometimes you just you just get sick of it no matter how much you love Lanceros, yes. sometimes you want to take a break of freaking Lanceros. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we've yes. talked about this recently. Lanceros could be the greatest cigar that you smoke as they could be the worst. They're arguably one of the hardest to roll, um, hardest to blend. Um, so even even when you do get consistently good batches, you'll get you know a, a higher frequency of bad cigars Um that were previously good based on these, you know, natural circumstances on, on the difficulty of, of, you know, making them. So, you know, I, am going to let you, you know, chime in the topic a little bit of how you feel about palate saturation and mental saturation on, on your personal angle, like how you get tired of certain cigars. I think that's really cool because a lot of people buy boxes buy a lot of boxes, right? Yeah. I (laughs) I mean, I've bought many boxes as well, but I don't smoke them all at the same time. I've seen people that buy boxes and just consume all these boxes, like shoot through them like
0: rats through cheese. Yeah, I've seen that. And mostly, when I buy a box, which I've done scarcely, honestly, uh, I share probably half of the cigars. Yeah, I give them away. I think cigars are great gifts, so that that's yeah so that's mainly why but really uh in terms of palate saturation i know exactly what you're talking about remember i was in the tasting panel for two years
1: (laughs) yeah i know i I thought you were the perfect component for this conversation (laughs) i'm like yeah perfect
0: so at some point it it becomes an exercise and it's it's like going to the gym i guess you could say if you look at me you can tell that i'm not like too big on going to the gym, and it's not because I don't like exercise. I actually love to get moving and do and get active, but going to the gym is really boring for me because I just I'm not good with sticking to a routine. And I see smoking a cigar very sim similar to that. So I get my workout in by playing sports, uh, hiking, stuff like that. Uh, but with that, so being very valid started,
1: point. I- very valid. And very relatable. So.
0: Yeah. So I think cigars are very similar to a degree. So th- think about a cigar kind of like a workout routine. If you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, not only are you going to get tired of whatever that routine's focused on, let's say it's a, a certain muscle group, not only are you going to get sick of that there, like you're going to get sick of peppery notes, but you're also not doing the rest of your body or the rest of your palate any favors by sticking to something. You really if you like spicy cigars, it makes you a little better at spicy cigars to smoke something leathery and sweet because yeah. it it trains your palate to pick up those notes. And, yep. and to appreciate them more. Allow, yeah. And that'll allow you to be able to determine the difference between a white pepper spice and a black and a black pepper spice. It's something so simple, but you'll get it if you do that. So that's that's. I think that's all I really have to say about that without uh, repeating myself. It's a lot. Yeah, no, I think
1: that's that. That's great feedback. Um, Yeah, I I completely concur. Um, I think one of the things. So I'll, I'll touch a little bit more on the on the like mental side. So like sometimes just. Looking at a cigar, based on your mood. Even if you love Maduro's, you can't get enough of Maduro. Sometimes, like just looking at Maduro, after you've had five cigars in a day and you've already drained your palate in a way, you've 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 really pounded on your palate. You've, you've given it so given it so many flavors, so many distinctive notes. Um, you know your certain patterns of of. Eating have been exhausted in a way, of drinking have been exhausted in a way that, you know, visually, even though you're drawn to these luscious Connecticut broadleaf wrap cigars, you know that these are flavors. You know what the flavors you're gonna, you know, you know you can, you kind of predict what kind of flavors you're getting from those cigars because one you like them too, um, you 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 built a pattern by. You know, continuously smoking them, and I'm just using the Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro as an example because it's very visual. You know, toothy wrappers, very shiny. Don't have these, uh, you know, pigmentation like uh, uh, like the San Andreas wrappers, or maybe the silkiness of a Brazilian Kubra. Um, You know, but it's a very particular look, and just by looking at it you know, it, it kind of mentally exhausts you something. You're like, listen, man, I love Maduro's, but I got to give it a switch. Um, I got to change from just, just for the, for the visual appearance, it doesn't even relate to what you're going to taste. Um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter um, that these flavors that you pick pick up are, are things that you know and you understand, or 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 it's just it's just the way that your mind works. And the same things happen. It's kind of it's kind of a subjective, you know, approach in a way. Maybe a lot of people don't go through this. Um, not saying I particularly suffer because of it, uh, but definitely it's, a, it's just like smoking. Lintero. I love Lanceros, but I can't smoke them all the time. Today I woke up, I think unconsciously, I woke up wanting a Lancero because I went and checked. I went and did a quick inventory revision that I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have it written down. I didn't have it on my calendar. I didn't have it. You know, I didn't think of it. But when I woke up, apparently, subconsciously, I was thinking of Lanceros. Because as soon as I walked in to one of the humidors, I went to check on a few of these. You know, I grabbed my CT142 Lancero. Um, I grabbed a uh, Queen's Pearl Lancero, you know, I checked up on some things that I didn't really have to, but I felt like I kind of wanted a Lancero, and it bugged me the rest of the day that I smoked four cigars, and none of them was a Lancero, actually three cigars. You know, right now, it's like, dude, this is a great topic to kind of exhaust at this particular time.
0: I think that's a craving more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... it's a third element to it. So we've got things you get get tired of, things you get tired of tasting, things you get tired of looking at, and things you can't be satisfied without. So you had three amazing cigars today. Yep. Yep. And you can't wrap up the day without having that one you were craving. And you might as well have woken up in a different dimension and only had that one today, but that's the one that got you satisfied.
1: And it's not my favorite flavor wise of the day. It's not even, it's not even my favorite, you know, it's not making me more satisfied flavor wise than another one. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I kind of hit it on the nail there, but at the same time, um, it's like, yes, it's more, it's more of a craving, but it could be argued that, you know, a lot of people pick sizes because of craving, not because of price, not because of um, you know, not because of they're used to smoking robustos or whatever, or because they don't like you know big ring gauges in their mouth, like actually physically uncomfortable. Yeah. It's
0: yeah,
1: um, it, it's well, I like Coronas. You know, I I love Coronas because because of so many reasons, but you know, a big part of why. When I walk into a humidor and I select certain sizes versus over others, it's because I'm craving those sizes, not because of a you know personal inclination to just smoke coronas or you know whatever. I think I think this is it doesn't really deserve such death, um, you know, as as far as we're going. But but I think it's interesting because it, it is at the end of the day you know, a reason why we spend, you know, eight, $9, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars in a cigar that we're going to enjoy, even though plus, plus exactly. And, yeah. you know, and even though we're not getting the flavors that we got from other cigars in that same day or from different prices, you're satisfying what you, you know, you're satisfying your sweet tooth, right?
0: Speaking of that, can you uh, tame a, chocolate craving with a chocolatey cigar
1: i think you can i I think you can um and by you i mean you because i personally cannot i love chocolate if i have if i have chocolate craving i'll eat chocolate um but at the same time there are some cigars more so than others that just pair so ridiculously well with um not pair but yield uh so ridiculously well these these chocolate notes um and these sweet notes that can say that can tell you hey man you didn't eat that chocolate but you smoked cigar which is honestly it's honestly better and you got that you know insatiable um desire for chocolate craving covered by that smoke I, I don't dude, know.
0: dude you can pair dark chocolate with cigars and it's actually pretty damn good you have to find the, the
1: right cigar no, do it all the time. There you go. Disregard, so, disregard. It, finding the right cigar. I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> so I mean, y- y- you you see it a lot that the pairings that matter are usually uh, drinks, coffee, like coffee, uh, some spirits. Rarely do we ever get into pairing our cigars with with food, and it's primarily finger food. I, I'm not sure if it's the right call to pair a cigar with them with an entree, for example, but finger food like yeah, Funko why not? Nuts. Why not? With an entree?
1: Yeah, why not. Pair with a burger of I care. I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> well, you yeah, might and, spill and, ash on, on your on your lasagna and that wouldn't be so great.
1: No, you just don't put your cigar on your plate, but <laughs> I I concur to w- with what you said, but I'm not going to go ahead and agree with it 100%. I just I think it's not so rare. I just feel that it doesn't get so much attention. Yep. That's you know, what I, I like... see people all, especially Europeans, man. Europeans, it's like when you go to Dortmund, when you go to, you know, different places in Europe, you see cigar smokers, it's like a ritual. They sit down, have their cappuccino or their macchiatos or their cortaditos. Um, and then right next to it, you have like a wafer or a vanilla cookie or, something based out of, you know, like, caramel-based or vanilla-based, and then, you know, at the same time, you have, like, a little wafer or dark chocolate. Um, You know, I I think... I I did an episode with Omar De and Fratello. We did it in D.C. uh, and Virginia. We we, uh, we shot it a couple months back, and we paired um, the Classic Line Firecracker with... Um, wow! It was some karak tea, which is a very sweet. Um, I think it's Indian, Indian derived tea, and and then we paired it with ice cream. I loved the pairing with the ice cream. He hated it. Whoa! It was just unbelievable! <laughs> it was just unbelievable. And I I won't do it so much is because I don't have the ritual, the time, and the patience. But if I were, I'm not saying if I were European, but if I were in a in a in a you know in a time space or in a circumstance where I could just sit down in, in more enjoyable places like in a like a cafe outside not necessarily a cigar bar but a cafe outside where I could just order some chocolate some macchiatos maybe a little dessert. Um, I, I I do it way more often than that
0: Well, Europe is uh, as a whole for the most part that's at least what I've seen is uh, a mostly uh, going on foot using public transport sort of place. I mean, obviously this changes from city to city, but when I was in Madrid, everything was sort of designed around walking there. You know? Yeah. Like cities are, well, I I guess you could argue that New York is a lot like that, but most American cities have huge distances. You go there by car, it's 30 minutes away, wherever you're going. Yeah. In Europe, it's not a lot like that. Uh, by the way, totally got what you said about Dorman. Been there a million times. Not. <laughs> but I did enjoy cigars in Madrid and in Rome. And I totally get it. It's, uh, it's a Light huge went in culture. Rome. Yeah, it's a huge culture of walking places. You walk to places. And when you go there, you make the walk worthwhile and you sit down a long time. So, yeah, it does make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, smoking uh, cafe, I think cafe Milan next to uh well, close to Parker. Reti- no, actually um Milan in um, Madrid is close to close to Alcalá. No. Hmm. I remember where this was. Cafe Milan. Where is it? I got I think I I'm, I'm going to have to google.
0: Go for it. I'll tell the folks a story. Well, one, of my, one of my
1: favorite, one of my favorites of in, in Madrid was there.
0: I'll tell the folks a story while you do that. So I was in Rome near the Spanish steps and everything was starting to open up. And I walk into this place that says bar and I didn't know it at the time, but cafes actually are called bars in Rome. So I walk into a bar and it's actually a coffee shop. To my surprise and that is where i had the best espresso i've ever had i was roaming rome alone and i walk in there speaking like horrible italian and i greet the, the is an old man that was there i greet the old man who was there and sort of with my bad italian and his comprehension we reached an agreement that i wanted an espresso and it was possibly the best espresso i've ever had and obviously I was actually thinking I should have brought cigars with me at the time uh, because that would that was the perfect time to do it. It was the perfect time to pull out a, uh, a cigar. I was going to say stick, but I promised the folks at Casala I would never do that. That <laughs> <laughs> was uh, nice. Yeah, uh, I, I should have. I think that would have been one of the more memorable cigars I'd have ever had, but I didn't do it, so it, it remains as one of the few regrets
1: I have in life. No regrets. Listen, I, it was uh, next, it's like two blocks away from Plaza Retiro, this nice little cafe. Yeah, yeah that's
0: exactly just, what I was talking about. So, it, it, yeah, El Retiro in, in, in Madrid is like this long, broad street that's basically designed around walking. Yep. Sure, there's a street where cars go, but most people there are walking. And it's great. It's a great time. Uh, I'm going to have to go there if I ever go back to Madrid, which is likely unless I die young. But hey, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. <laughs> there's there's a reason they called me the madman back in the day.
1: Back in the day. No um, longer.
0: They, they call me Can't Get Right.
1: Can't Get Right. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Listen, um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers – you know, what I feel with saturating the palate, um, I, I can add on a little bit to that by, you know, um, saying that that appreciating certain cigars, and now we're going to the physical aspect of saturating the palate. Um, the, your fifth cigar is not going to be appreciated as your first cigar. And I'll go ahead as far as, you know, suggesting that you don't necessarily have to smoke less, but I, I I want to suggest people to to be aware of how you clean, you know, how you how you do that your palate cleansing protocol or how you clean your palate in general. Just you know, coffee is is a great neutralizer, not during but between smokes. Um, it really. Odor wise and, and both, you know, both in the, both, both in nostrils and, and in your mouth. Um, club it, soda it really, is
0: what we use to
1: load odor. Club, club soda is the best, but I, I say that you, I always, I always tell people that if you can just have a coffee, it coats a little bit, coats your palate a little bit, and then you drink club soda because it kind of neutralizes um, your palate Um to to a degree that club soda cleans it but it doesn't neutralize it so much it, if that, if that makes any sense it kind of it kind sure. of cleans the coating but it it can it can leave some you know some flavors linger i mean jose blanco industrial legend um, was part of la Rota before you were there but he did a bunch of seminars when i was in palma and you know he would always say that even though he did the seminars with the club soda you know and have
0: i want to interrupt you by the way a lot of his seminars are on youtube and they're great so look them up
1: they're fantastic you know he would he would you know he would say that if you have access to coffee black coffee no flavor no sugar drink a little bit of that coffee it's going to leave a coating in your mouth but then drink some club soda and that's going to be like the perfect combination um if you're going to do back-to-backs then probably the time that it's gonna that that you're mouth requires to kind of forget about the coffee that you just drank, then just go for club soda. Uh, But if you have a little bit of time, um, you know, drink some coffee, then drink some club soda and go ahead and and dive into your next cigar. But it's, it's important for people to understand, especially now that we're going to try to bring in the new flavor wheel and, you know, try to get more conscious about how we analyze flavors and cigar. We have to understand that the fifth cigar is not going to taste, our mouth and our nostrils are, are not going to be as receptive as the first cigar we smoke, you know? Um, it's you, you, palate saturated. It's your, your, your mind is trying to pick up on these flavors, trying to think your subconscious is trying to work while you don't think if that's the case. Um, so it's important to understand that. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that follow us and listen to us that do smoke more than, you know, a couple of cigars a week. So if you're like like us that on occasion, you'll have, you know, three, four cigars, um, yep. the more you respect that process, the more your palate will, will, you know, reward you by appreciating those flavors more and, you know, allowing you to understand and appreciate the cigar as it is meant to, you know, to be perceived flavor-wise.
0: Not gonna lie, I actually stopped smoking cigars while I do stuff. And whenever I smoke one, I do just that. Yeah. And I mean, I, actually, I just, I just thought of it. The fifth cigar analogy. I mean, the fifth cigar uh, concept you just explained yeah. fits well with the analogy of of the workouts. A fifth workout in a day, that's that's not going to go as well as the first one did. <laughs> so, that saturation is real. This is a part of your body that's putting in some work and that sort of needs to replenish it's uh isn't the
1: tongue the strongest muscle in your body?
0: Well, sort of, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's the most dense one, I guess I guess is is fair to say. But yeah, it's a muscle. Your your tongue's a muscle, but uh it's it's about the senses. You don't want to strain your senses. So, let's say you have this cigar, you really want to have don't leave it for the fifth one of the day. Actually have it in the morning. Why not? You know, that cigar you're really looking forward to. Yeah. It's, it's what you were saying. Best approach it with a clean palate.
1: Absolutely. And if you can't try to make your palate as clean as possible when you're going to go to the next one, because at the end of the day, you are like us. We are like you. We go for we go we go we go harder. we go home. It's either four or five or it, it's that's what I usually do. I mean, I'm not telling people to smoke more. My my. You know, my... smoke better. Yeah, no, but seriously, my perfect day to appreciate cigars is one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, That means I had enough work and enough in a circumstance that, you know, enabled me to focus on work, um, enabled me to do a bunch of stuff, but at the same time allowed me to enjoy, you know, the adequate amount of cigars that I believe it's perfect for me to smoke completely, you know, a couple hours for each. Um, but there are days that I will have, I'll be sitting in a setting where I don't necessarily have to, you know, um, do so many different things moving around so I can smoke four or five. Um, I'm not going to say on camera that it happens often, but uh, yeah. You just try did. to. Try to- <laughs> Try to set yourself up for for those experiences as you possibly can, and you know, listening to, to different people talk about this. Like, I mean, I'm just repeating things that I've heard and I've learned, and I'll keep learning, obviously. Um, yeah, you know, we're here but to learn it, together. Yeah, it's
0: an ongoing thing. I think I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum now uh, because whenever I smoke a cigar, it's cigar time. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not doing anything else. I might grab a book and just shift through pages while I do it, but it's cigar time. So yeah. it, it's not like uh, I'm typing and I'm puffing on the smoke or I'm driving. I don't do that anymore. Unless I was at, like at a factory and I've got a cigar, I'm not just going to waste it. I'm going to smoke it in the car, for example. If I, was do- yeah. if I was doing something that was made better by a cigar, that's an exception. But when it comes to me grabbing one of my cigars from my humidor, and going to smoke it. There's a time for that, and that's Absolutely. sacred. yeah. So Absolutely. it be it one a day, two a day, three a day. it Doesn't matter. It's a very not. It's a not a very productive day if it's four a day. I'll, I'll tell you that because that's again <laughs> eight hours doing nothing but smoking cigars. Because I'm serious. It's sacred. It's a religious experience to a degree. I don't do anything else but smoke my cigar. Not even watch it. Not even watch a sports game. No, just focus on the cigar that's the way i do it now uh and uh i think that that's allowed me to get a more acute appreciation of what's going on with it with the cigar itself it's not something passive it's an active hobby uh and i love it it's a lot of fun and uh the the settings you take your cigars to matter so oh absolutely yeah i haven't been hiking in a while but when you're on a ridge and you find a spot of the of the ridge that isn't too windy, you can just sit down and enjoy a smoke. It's possibly one of the best ways to have one. Not gonna lie, uh, right by a tent with a nice breeze. Uh, have my campfire there while the water's boiling, so I can cook with it or purify it. Yeah,
1: memories are coming back. I love that. I nice. love that. Nice. You get you get nostalgic here on me. Um, um, listen, man, we got. You know we got a couple minutes left here, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Um, it's been yeah. a long day, it's been nice to hang out with you with you here as usual. This wraps up episode number eight of the My Cigar Pack Podcast, brought to you by us. Red Bull gives you wings. Uh, no, not really. We but wish man, well,
0: world champions, uh, Max Verstappen. So
1: yeah, Those that that for me, the only reason that I would occasionally get on Formula One um, is uh is gone now. Keep me reckoning. That
0: was my uh, driver, that
1: was my guy. Um, retired. Oh well, he bowed out
0: in style, so
1: yeah, he did. He always come on, it's the Iceman, bro. You've you've seen him, you've seen him well, you may not remember, but I think it was like a, a Grand Prix. I want to say like 12 years ago, um, he got drunk. He crashed in Monaco, got drunk out of his mind. I mean, he he crashed, literally left the racetrack walking to his yacht. You see him with his, with his uniform and his helmet. I remember he that. I remember yacht, that. Gets drunk out of his mind. That night, he was recorded falling out of the – I don't know if – I don't remember if he fell – to the wall. I don't think he fell in the water, but he fell like it was. It was a very visual thing to see, like Kimmy like <laughs> falling and everybody making a, a tumble. It was it was great. So, um, you know, let's wrap it up. Thank you everybody for watching. Listen to us, just talk smack here. Let us know um, if you want to listen to us uh, babble about you know random things. We'll we'll be happy to. Um, we are ending the year with style and bringing more people in. So thanks for watching, Mac. Any closing words?
0: Yeah. Uh, just going to throw up a gang sign. Peace out guys.
1: Hey guys, it's Alex. And if you enjoyed this episode or any other one from the podcast, check out our websites, mycigarpack.com and cigaryard.com, where we provide the most dynamic cigar subscription service in the market by collecting the world's best cigars and delivering them to your door and a enhanced online shopping experience when buying your cigars or learning from the culture. Subscribe to this channel, share it with your friends and family, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can contact us through our websites. Check it out, mycigarpack.com and cigaryear.com, our YouTube channel, the podcast. It's all an ecosystem. See you soon.